Good morning. Happy Sabbath. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. It's a day of joy. It's not a day of gloom. It's a day to be happy. It's a day to walk and to talk with Jesus. The hymn writer says, for he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. I am so happy for that song that you all sang this morning. He always says, I forgive. Don't you love God? Let me see all those who are happy to be here today. Praise the Lord. Turn to the person next to you, look them straight in the eye and say, it's good to see somebody that is original. I want to talk to you this morning for a short while. I was, it's always a joy for me to come to, to Brunswick to worship with you. It's always a joy to be here to see people that I, that I know, that I play games with on, online. Yes, I play games online. Just to pass some time, just to relax my mind. And even though some of them beat me, but that's okay. I still love them. Right? <laughs> Well, it's good. It's always good when brothers and sisters can come together and worship together. I just want to say to my brother, you know, my, I, I feel your, your hurt of the loss of your dear wife. I've also lost a brother, but it, it just doesn't compare with somebody that you've grown to love so much and spend time with and just want to enjoy the rest of life. And God sees fit to do something else. So our prayers are with you. And I want you to know that you are loved by each one of us. And most of all, you are loved by God. And I look forward for the day when the trumpet hmm, shall blow. And it tells me that the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive shall be caught up to meet him in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I look forward for the reunion, because it's coming, church. It's coming, and it's coming soon. It's coming very soon. Be ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Your heads are bowed, and your eyes are closed, and your hearts are lifted to God in heaven. Our Father... We thank you because you are here and angels surround this room right now and even in the quietness of this hour as we sit here unmolested there is noise of gunshot mothers are crying and fathers are running and children are being afraid in distant lands, but we are here in the quietness to worship you. And so I pray, God, because I know that you are omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, that you are there with them. So I pray that today, the Sabbath, that you will bring comfort to our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and around the world. So I pray this morning, Father, that your will be done 
on earth just as it is done in heaven. And so I ask you that down here will look like up there today, God. Tabernacle with us, Father. Speak to us. May we only hear you this morning. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross. Make this place dense with your presence, O Father. May the Holy Spirit move right now, not up and down the eyes, but may he move in our hearts this morning. So I pray, come Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, sweet Spirit, we pray. Come in your name and in your power. Come in your own gentle way, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The Philistine army and the army of Israel is about to fight. They gather together to battle. Saul and his men of Israel gather together and pitch between the valley of Elah and the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Bible says, and the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side and the Israelites stood on a mountain on the other side and there was a valley in between them they are getting ready to fight and there went out a champion the Bible tells us his name was Goliath of the Philistine of Gad the Bible tells us whose height was six cubits and a span. This dude was tall. He was big, nine feet, nine inches tall. That's a big guy. You don't want to mess with him. This brother, well, yeah, brother was big. His helmet of brass is upon his head, was armed with a coat of mail, the Bible says, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. That's heavy, strong guy. Strong dude, a champion of the Philistine. And one day he came out to, to fight and he says to the army of Israel, he stood and cried out to the army of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine and ye servants of Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. I want somebody to fight with me this, to this day. He cried to the armies of the Philistine, and he says, if he's able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servant. But if he prevail against me and kill him, then ye shall be our servant. And the Philistine, the Bible says, defy the army of God. Give me a man, Goliath says, send me a man that we may fight together because Goliath is a man of war. He loves to fight. He loves to, to be at war. And so he says, send me a man. And the Bible says that the, when they heard that, the children of the army of Israel were afraid. This big dude, this big monstrosity of a man is standing there big and tall, one man, and he's making a shout to the children of the army of God, and the children of the army of God is afraid. Brothers and sisters, the Bible, not the Bible, Ellen White says, we have nothing to fear for the future except we forget the way the Lord has led us in the past. And so he stands there and he cries, to the army of the children 
of Israel. Verse 16, as we begin my sermon this morning, he says, And the Philistines drew near morning and evening and presented himself for 40 days. You see, the children of Israel were told that every morning they need to bring their offering to God. It's a time of worship. And Goliath came in the morning. Watch this, brothers and sisters. You and I are faced every day with the Goliaths of this world. The news every morning is, is bombarding us. And let me hasten to tell you this morning, brothers and sisters and friends of mine, our first, our first thought in the morning should not be to run to our phones or to the news. Let me say that again. You see, the Goliaths of this world keep coming after us. They're coming to throw us off our game. The Goliaths of the news, they're coming every morning and every evening. The children of Israel were supposed to worship God in the morning and worship God in the night. But the army of Israel, the army of the Philistine keep coming. The Bible says the army drew near morning and evening. Ellen White says this. She made it so clear. She says, consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Make this your very first work. Not the Fox News should be the first thing I listen to in the morning. Not what who hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. My first person that I should go to in the morning is to the word of God. When my eyes is open, I need to say, thank you, God, for your mercies this morning because they are new every morning. So Goliath kept coming morning and morning. Let me tell you this morning that the Goliaths of this world will keep coming after you every morning. But we should make God our very first work. God, we need to consecrate ourselves to God in the morning. The Bible says that Jesus, a great while before day, went out and he communed with his father. And if Jesus did that, you and I ought to do that every morning. God should be the first person on our minds when we wake up. Because we couldn't wake ourselves up. He comes by our room every morning and he touches us and says, it's time for you to get up. The reason why you are here today because God has a purpose for you. I wish I had seven people to agree with me this morning. He comes by. He comes by your room every morning. And he strokes your face. And says it's time to get up. Because I have something great for you to do today. Amen. Bible says Goliath. I wonder that the Bible says seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all things will be added unto you. Our first thought should be. Of God. So Goliath kept the Bible says on the Philistine draw near and evening and, and, and presented himself to them. And verse 17 says, Jesse 
And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephah of the parched corn, these ten loaves, and run to the camp of thy brethren, and carry these ten cheese unto them. Captain of their thousands, and, and look how thy brethren fare, and take thy pledge. Now Saul and, and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Eli, fighting with the Philistine. And David rose up early, the Bible says, in the morning, and left the sheep with a keeper, and took and went. And Jesse had commanded him, and he came to the trench, and as, as the host was going forth to fight, and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistine had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the, into the army and came and saluted his brethren. His father sent him. So he went and he sees what is going on. Follow me now. And, and all, he saluted them, the Bible says, and verse 23 says, and he talked with them. Behold, there came up a champion, the Philistine. The Philistine of God, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistine, and spake according to the same word, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. This guy is big. This guy is, is frightful. When they saw who he was and who he is, they took off running. Watch this. And the men of Israel, and the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that is come up? Surely to defy, the Isra to defy Israel is come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king, will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel, and David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killed the Philistine and take it away the reproach from Israel? Who is this what? Uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of God. And so they went through again and they told David, said the king says that whoever defeat this giant, this Goliath, they can have his daughter. Me, I would be so excited. Young man, single, and I hear the king and the daughters are beautiful. Boy, I could imagine what was going on. My father-in-law has five daughters. And the first day, I went to their house because they and my mom were good friends. And I saw Velda. I said, I will marry that girl. And she didn't know that she was going to be my wife. She didn't know that. But I was persistent. I was like, David, I'm going to go out and slay whatever I can have to get her. And today, man, God has been so good. This coming June will be 30 years we've been married. And I say, praise God. To God be the glory. But that's not about me. But David says, what's going on? And the people answered him after the manner saying, so shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why camest thou down thither? And whom thou hast left 
those few sheep in the wilderness. I know thy pride and naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. Watch this, brothers and sisters. We are in a war. We are fighting, and your brother has just came and asked, what's going on? What is happening? How is this man talking against the, the, the armies of the children of Israel? And everybody is afraid. What's going on? And your brother is coming to, to fight against you. You see, when we are in a war, we don't need to fight against each other. We need to fight for each other. Amen? And so it, it, it troubles me this morning when the church of the living God is, is when we're in a war to save this world from the impending danger that is coming and to warn men and women, we sit here and we fight against each other. I'm not saying it happened in Brunswick. That doesn't happen here at all. But I'm just saying the time has come for us to stop fighting against each other. We're family. We're brothers and sisters. We might disagree with certain things, but we need to love each other and not fight against each other. See, the devil will rather see us fighting against each other than to fight for God. The devil will rather hear us doubting than hear us shouting for God. So Eliab is saying, "Why you come down here? What, you should be home with the sheep. You should be tending with the sheep. You're coming down here. And David said, what have I done? What have I done? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? And that's my sermon today. Is there not a cause? Why, why, why are we fighting against each other when there is a cause when men and women are dying without a hope to chair the tomb? Why are we fighting with each other? Why when we get out of a board meeting, we're just angry with one another? And we should be saying, what can we do to enhance the, the cause of God? You see, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, not one another. And Eliab was saying, why you come down here? And David is saying, what have I done? I just asked a simple question. What is going on? And the Bible says he turned, verse 30, he turned from him towards another and speak after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul. And he sent for David. Hear what David was saying. Verse 32. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart what? Fail because of, of him. This big dude. This big nine feet, nine inches man. Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. If it takes me alone, I will do it. What a church needs today is men and women of courage who will stand for the truth though the heavens fall. 
What a church needs today, brothers and sisters, it's men and women who would stand up for God, for people who are saying things against the God of, our, of heaven. God need men and women who will stand as a needle to a pole. Men who will stand and women who will stand and straighten their backs and says, God, I want you to fight this battle for me today. And so David says, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Wow. Saul, I know your experience. But this is not about experience right now. This is about a faith and trust in the Almighty God. You're young? Yes, I know I'm young, Saul. But I know in whom I believe. And I know that he is able to deliver me. Watch this. And he says, I, your youth, he's a man of war. David said to Saul, thy servant, watch this, thy servant has kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took the, and took the lamb out of the flock. But I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of, the, out of his mouth. And when, when he arose against me, I, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. This, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be one as of them, seeing he had defied the army of the living God. Point number two. Number one was, you need to limit your exposure to negative news. Number two, you need to remember your history of victory. Ah, oh, I wish I had seven people to agree with me this morning. You need to remember your history of victory. It does not make you arrogant, it makes you confident. Is anybody listening to me this morning? Ellen White says this, We have nothing to fear for the future except that we forget the way the Lord has led us in the past. David could have said, listen, 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 Saul, listen. I fought a bear and a lion and I prevail because it wasn't me. It was God that fought for me. And the time has come for the church of the living God to say, I'm not coming in my own strength. I'm coming in the mighty name and the power of God. Repeat, you need to remember your history of victory, what God has done for you in the past. Lest we forget. What has God done for you in the past that you could testify this morning? David was saying, listen, Saul, listen. I, I, I could take this man. Trust me, I could take him. I might be young and good looking and you think that I'm weak, but I can take him. No, David, how can you do that? David says, I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. 
My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Brothers and sisters this morning, we need to go back to the word of God and believe God for his promises. God says he is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea and though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, there is a river, the stream whereof shall make glad the city of God, a holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of us. We shall not fear. God shall help her, and that's right early. We have nothing to fear for the future church. This church has nothing to fear for the future. You and I have nothing to fear for the future because we know in whom we believe. And God is able, man. David said, I can take him. I can take him, Saul. I can take him. All right. If you can, David says, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Who will deliver him? The Lord. We serve a mighty God, church. But I wish I had seven people to agree with me this morning. We serve a mighty God. He is able to deliver. He delivered in the past. He's delivering right now, and he will deliver in the future. David says, God is able to deliver because he's defined the armies of God. David said, moreover, the Lord delivered me out of the poor, out of the beer, and he will deliver this Philistine. So Saul armed David with his armor and put an element of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail and David girded, him, girded his sword upon his armor and he essayed to go for he had not proved it. You see, your armor cannot be my armor. We all have an armor for ourselves that God has given us. So David could not use Saul's armor. Saul's armor was too big for David. The Bible says, he, he said, for he had not proven it. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these. I cannot. Listen, Saul, I cannot go with these for I have not proved them. And David put them off. And verse 40 says, and he took his staff in his hand. Are you going to fight a giant with a staff, with a sling and stones? This man has shield and spear and he's big and you're going with five smooth stones and a shepherd's bag. Verse 40 says he took his staff in his hand and choose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had even in a script. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to fight the Philistine. You and I, if I was in the army and see David doing that, I'm saying, this guy is crazy. Something is wrong with him. But David's faith was unrealistic. He trusts in the mighty God of heaven. It, doesn't, it just does not make sense to me just to think about it. 
that this man is going to fight a man with, with some stones and a sling. And this guy has a sword and he's big. He's, this guy is just. Does it make sense to you? Doesn't make sense. He went out, verse 42. And the Philistine came near and drew near to David and said, And the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a, a what? A youth and ruddy and of fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I, am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And, and the Philistine cursed David by his God. Now I think Goliath is stepping out of line. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, you Come to me, and I will give thy flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. David says, you come with your sword, you come with your shield, but I am coming to you in the name of the Lord of the God of Israel, the God who can make who can open a, a Red Sea and part the sea so his children can walk on dry ground. I come to you in the name of the God of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who can cool a fiery furnace down. I come to you in the name of the God who, who, who locked the jaws of lion when Daniel was in the lion's den. I come to you in the name of the God of, of Saul and Silas who sang in prison and prison doors were open. I come to you in his name. I ask you the question and I ask myself the question this morning. Whose name am I going in? Whose name am I standing for? But David says, I come to you in the name of the host of the God of the armies of Israel who you have defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. This man was confident. And I will smite thee. And take thy head from thee, and I will give thy carcass to the, to the host of the Philistine this day, unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth will know, may know that there is a God in Israel. I've come by this morning to tell you that there is a God in Brunswick. There is a God in the Northern New England Conference. There is a God in Maine. And you and I need to stand up and be bold for him. Now is no time to be cowards, church. Now it's time to stand like a brave with our face to the foe. Stand like a brave. David. David, remember his history. And I want to let you do this morning that your destiny is greater than your enemy. Your destiny is greater than your enemy. David walked into the fight not as a shepherd, 
but as a king because very soon he will be king. You and I need to walk into, into, the, into our fight as, as, as anointed people of God because we were called to be priests and kings for God. We have an anointing upon us. You and I have an anointing by God. You are called to stand. And God has anointed you to stand. I don't know where you are fighting your battles today. I don't know where you are, but I want you to know this morning that the God whom you serve is a mighty God. People need to know that the God in Brunswick can deliver. And he will deliver. He says that the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. David, he didn't see a giant, but he saw an opportunity. He saw an opportunity. That tells me this morning that we need to start relying on buildings and budgets, and we need to have faith in God. Oh, we don't have the money to do this. Who is your God? He owns a cattle upon a thousand hills. Oh, we can't do that. Who is your God? He is able. The problem is that we limit the power of God, church. Me too. I tend to put God in this box. And for me, there should be no ceiling for my God. There should be nothing to stop. I just want to blow the roof off and say, God, you just take over. David had confidence. He had confidence in the Almighty, you need to stop limiting your anointing. God, David knew he had an anointing. Watch this as I'm about to wrap this up. So now, David said this. Goliath is standing there. The whole of the army, Israel, Philistine, is a valley. David saw, Goliath saw David and says, Am I a dog that you should come to me with, us, with, with what you have? There's quietness now. Because it's on. It's about to happen. Everybody is watching. And some people may be saying, boy, David is crazy. He's going to get slaughtered. We're going to lose this battle. But David says, no, I know in whom I believe, and he is able to deliver. God is my refuge, my fortress. In him, I will trust. I am looking unto the hills from whence cometh my help, because my help comes from God. There's quietness now on both sides, and Goliath is stepping forward. And David is stepping forward. The Bible says in verse 70, And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is whose? The Lord's. And he will give you into my hand, into our hands. And it came to pass. I love it when the Bible says that. I love it. It says, And it came to pass. When the Philistine arose and, and came and drew near to meet David, that David hasted. Watch this. He says, David what? Hasted and run.
towards the army to meet the Philistine. Nobody, you, you, didn't just, you didn't just see what I just read. So let me go over it again. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David didn't run away. I wish I had somebody to agree with me this morning. And David hasted. That means it says, and David ran towards the army. Brothers and sisters, when we are facing a giant, the easiest thing for us to do as human beings is to run away from the giant. It's to run away, but David says, I'm going to meet him today. And David, the Bible says, run towards the giant. I don't know about you this morning, but whatever is standing in your way, God can move it. You need to run towards your destiny. You need to run towards the thing that seems to cripple you. I know it sounds crazy, but David had a sling and a stone. We need to run towards it. David ran towards the giant, took out his sling, and took out his stone. And the whole army is now watching what's going to take place. And it started to move in slow motion. It's a panoramic, panoramic view. And David is not backing. He is coming towards the giant. And he says, today the Lord will give you into our hands. And he swung. And he swung. It's quiet in the valley. What is going to take? And he swung. And Goliath says, I defy the armies of your God. What an opportunity. And David let it loose. And it's coming. And it's coming and struck him straight. Bang. In the head. It doesn't make sense, brothers and sisters. But it hit him took him back and he reeled back. Bam! The giant fell. If David run forward to meet his giant, you and I need to run forward to meet our giants also. I don't know what giant is standing in your way, but that giant can fall because we serve a mighty God. I don't know what giant you may have. You might have a giant that the, the doctor says it's incurable. You get, I, I, I. that's it for you. But my God says he is able. He's mighty. Boy, I wish I could say it better than that. But I don't know what giant is standing before Brunswick today. But if Goliath fell, your Goliaths can fall also. Because David trusted in God. I don't know what, oh, what giant is in your way this morning. But I've come by to tell you, if there's a mountain standing in your way and you can't remove it, he'll tell you what to say. Just call on Jesus. 
Just call him. He might not answer the way you want him to. He might not come through the way you want him to. But I guarantee you this morning that he will definitely come through for you. What giant is standing in your way this morning, Brunswick? What giant is standing in your, ch in, in your house this morning? I know many of us, if not all of us, have giants. I know it. But you should not run away from it. You should run to it. You need to run to it. Run towards your giant. Run towards the opportunity God has for you. Run towards it. Don't run away from it. Don't run away from it. Because God is able. Because if you go in your own strength, you will fail. But if you go in the strength of Almighty God, you will conquer. David says that God will deliver you into my hand because he had confidence in the Almighty. Brothers and sisters, there is a cause today. There is a cause. And God says, I'm going to fight that cause for you. And I'll win. Because I know the beginning from the end. All I want you to do is to trust me. That's what David did. And so as I close, you need to remember this. You need to limit your exposure to negative things, to negative news. You need to seek God first every day. You need to consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Make this your very first work. Do like David. Look unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help comes from God. You need to remember your history of victory. It's not that you're arrogant. It's that you are confident because you've seen what God, how God has led you in the past. You need to remember your history of victory. You don't need to back down. Only cowards back down. You need to run towards it. You need to remember that your destiny is greater than your enemy. Your destiny is greater than your enemy. You need to remember that you don't, you need to stop limiting your anointing because God has anointing on you. Because he has called you. He said, I've ordained you that you should go. You have an anointing. You need to remember that David didn't see a giant, but he saw an opportunity. He had faith in God, that God is going to take that giant down. You need to have that faith also. And brothers and sisters, you need to run, run towards your giant. You need to run towards him. Don't be cowards. Because greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. I encourage you with that today. I encourage you that the God whom you serve is able 
the God whom you and I serve, is able. He says, and David hasted and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took hence a stone and sling it, slung it and smote the Philistine in the forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the seat thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they and the men of Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistine until they come to the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistine fell down by the way. And you know the story. You know the story. He was done. The giant was defeated. Took his head. The Bible says that David took the sword and put it in his tent. Let me close with this. I said I was going to close, but let me close with this. This thought that just comes. When God has delivered you, you need to take what he has delivered you from and you need to frame that and put it up because you might forget. David took the sword and put it in his tent. So when, 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 when there's a diagnosis and you go to the hospital and, 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 you, and you come out good, take the IV pump and take it home with you. And put it in your house to remember how God has did, what God has did for you. You know, I just moved my daughter from Texas right back to Maine, and we drove from Texas to Maine. Took us three, two days. So I took pictures. Remind me of how good God is. She'd been gone for 10 years, and now she's back. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. My daughter is home. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. God has been good. My wife was sick and, 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 and now she's better. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I, I need to look back and thank God for what he has done because if I don't remember my history of victories, I can't move forward. I'd be afraid. God bless you. I wish I had something else to tell you, but God is good and there is a cause. Happy Sabbath. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more content or to connect with us, visit us online at brunswickadventist.church.